a social media game. It's just so exhausting. I, you know, now it's it's pretty much like your job. You have to be, as which I guess. Let's go ahead and you know, yeah, make the big congratulations announcement. Well, that, I mean, that's the reason why I haven't even been able to watch this is because it all happened so fast, my man. I know, I know. Like last time you were here recording for this very podcast we had to um we were having this conversation off mic because it was all very hush hush at the time about that well i like all like last week off mic like it hadn't nothing had happened yeah so like it was just like i was being considered yeah and i had to give them my ideas for what i wanted to do in the role and then like I turned it in and it all happened so fast afterwards. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> like, Your ideas were that good, huh? <laughs> we'll I'm, see. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say that the reason you got it then was because of our conversation about refining your ideas. And basically, I'm responsible for you getting the job is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let me know how that turns out. <laughs> I, I mean, like all of your success... Is on me. If anything doesn't pan out, I'm you know go back to yeah. uh, to being fully responsible for yourself. But all your success. Okay. Um, you pro- <laughs> when I when I when I when I get fired uh-huh. eventually, um, I'll blame that on you too. Okay. Well, so it was fu- all Jared's You know fault. what? It's that's all right. That's all right. So, uh, but um, and this is what the fork. My name is Jason. Damn. Okay, you're already on it. Oh yeah. no, no. Um, well, because because this is what I'm going to do. So, okay. So. This is what the fork. My name is Jason Kyle, and um, I am the culture editor of the Phoenix New Times. And I'll turn it over to my co-host, who's just a simple podcaster. Oh goddamn, <laughs> dude! I was ready to be all self-deprecating. You took that power away from me. You took that away from me. I I'm a publishing magnate, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I forgot. <laughs> Oh, no, wait. I have a publishing magnet. It's on the fridge. That's what it is. Uh, hey um, <laughs> That was such a hack joke. Anyway, you can at least you can uh, find us on all social media at WhatTheForkPod. Uh, email us at WhatTheForkPod at gmail.com. You can find Jason's ego at... Uh, <laughs> or lack of... <laughs> But yeah, LTD underscore engagement is me. I do occasionally tweet about something, uh, mm-hmm. typically what the meaning of a Paul Simon song is, or that you should go see a play, because um, my yeah, show you went to go hiatus. see um, Lavender was last night, didn't you? Yeah, um, but you're at Jason E. Kyle. Yes, I am. K E I L. K E I L. Um, I did. I went to see Lavender Was last night. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to ha- get a chance to interview the writer next week so that I can put a, a, a limited engagement up before the last weekend of their show. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a. I this will go up before that goes up. So there, you'll have two weekends. Um, they're doing shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, this this week and next week and it's at uh, a side theater which is over by urban beans off of seventh oh, okay. street and osborne basically yeah um it's a great space it's the first time i've seen anything there um it's it's cool that they're getting to do something there and uh i suggest that you support local and independent and uh and experimental theater and go see those guys it's the the howl theater project that is 
that uh, is putting that on, which was uh, co-founded initially by Christopher Donowski, and oh. uh, uh, they've continued on in his stead. Well, so. I, I also I echo Jared's uh, sentiments, and also um, you should tell me about, it and maybe we can do something about. It. Yeah, so, absolutely. I'm I'm finding. Um, yeah, do you need a do you need an experimental theater writer? No, <laughs> no, but I'm finding that um, that because I'm not originally from here, like most of the people who live in Phoenix, mm-hmm. that that um, that causes some people to be vocal on message boards and uh, social media. And um, there are I, very few or, people in the art scene that are originally from Phoenix. There are very few people that I know, period, that are originally from Phoenix. Everybody came from somewhere. Yes, but they also um, because I've only, I, I think somehow if people forget that I've been writing for over five years mm-hmm. um, for the New Times and various other publications, and I don't mean that, and I understand people, you know, but. Um, yeah, you're not just some like, like uh, what uh, Johnny come lately that's never, yeah. never yeah. been immersed in the scene. At yeah, all. I don't mean, and I don't mean it's not like I'm angry. I mean, I do. Anything. Damn it, get off Jason's back. Yeah, no, and it's. I think it's very few people. Um, who, but someone on Facebook um, mentioned that I oh you hired someone from here, but I didn't move here for the job. Mm-hmm. I got the job because I've been writing here. I, I think one of the reasons why I got the job is mm-hmm. because I've been writing and immersed in music and arts for about... Well, because you have a successful podcast. And yes, <laughs> apparently I also have a... I co-host a successful podcast that has nothing to do with Phoenix. <laughs> exactly. Damn right. But, co-hosted uh, by somebody else who's not technically originally from Phoenix. So, so But um, I guess it's a little plug for myself. And then we can move on to the show that we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that um, I'm open to any type of. I love anything that's offbeat, um, but and wild and crazy and and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm mainly trying to focus more on local things. Um, right now, currently, my focus is music because um, for a number of reasons. So if you're a local musician, um, you have a show coming up, and um, you do something offbeat mm-hmm. or wonderful, um, please uh, get in touch with me. Um, it's jason.kyle at newtimes.com um, for all that official business. And um, yeah, um, and I've gone to, uh, I've gone to like three shows already this week. Went to see Jane in the Jungle. Yeah. So I covered them. Um, before I got the job, <laughs> and I went to the present Gayer show uh, on Friday night um, and got to see some really good bands. And I tried to make it to um, Grand Ave in time for some shows too, but it didn't happen. I, That's I, too far, and the traffic and the yeah. I ran into too many people uh, uh, from moving from Crescent to Roosevelt. <laughs> And then back around. I, I was one of those people. You were one of those people, and it the, was great to see you, though. It's, yes, I, you know it's always always good to to hang out and, and grab a beer and whatnot. But yeah, the one thing uh, it's been at least a year or two since I've gone to the Roosevelt side for First Friday. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what carnival it is. It's insane it, to me. You know, I, to um, I don't know how you do poetry there. I, well, normally it's not so sweaty. Um, that was some sweaty <laughs> ass poetry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's normally pretty fun. 
Uh, it was it was kind of slow from that standpoint. I you know I did leave the instruction there the you know there were there were three other people there. Uh, well, mm. there were four other people, but three other poets and one mm. person who was doing tarot. Um, and that was that was interesting. Uh, but anyhow, the um, the other people there were Ashley Neff Tool. No, Ashley wasn't at this one. I take that back. So. Uh, uh, there's Isaac, who goes under the name Giddy Face on Instagram, where he posts a lot of his his poetry on demand stuff. Uh, and Ernesto Moncada and uh, Russ Kazmierzak. Okay. Um, oh yeah, I know Russ. Yeah. I, I don't know him, but I I've actually written about him. Um, You're right for the Phoenix the picks thing. Phoenix yeah, Independent yeah. Comic for, show. Yeah, for his yeah. Um, comic show, and he's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, that man has self promotion down to an art. I, you know, it's it's. An, I can't do what he does, but well, there's self. Well, there's like it, he self promotes, but then there are people who self promote to create something. But he actually, there's he's actually doing something and it's right. quite successful at. Yeah, he's. Um, I am in awe of him. Um, he doesn't know it. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he will now if he's listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, Russ, I'm in awe of you. And that's how we'll find out if Russ Kazmierzak is a fan of What the Fork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I mean, it's it's those those three people are much more outgoing and and all that you know willing to do the Carney Barker thing and entice people into to. I, that's not my speed. I can't do that. So I'm like, look, you guys, you guys, man the front. And if anybody needs anything, you know, that's depressing or darkly comic or something, send them to the the Jew in the mm-hmm. corner. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well put, sir. So of course, what I get that night is is two two lovely young women who um, who gave me the the topic of writing about. Um, they also gave me the title. Uh, bound by our love of bondage, um, and uh, and and wanted you know they had both just broken up uh, you know gotten out of relationships. One was with uh, somebody who 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 was into bondage, and then the other person who was polyamorous, and uh, and they wanted me to write something for them about that. That was also like things get better. Like okay, <laughs> I I'm on it, no problem. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Were they pleased with what you had? Come you know up what? With? By the time that that they that I was done and they went back for it, I was no longer there. But according to Russ, they tipped. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they were happy with it. All um, right. Um. Also, I'd like to point out that you have now have artwork on your walls. Ah, I am very excited about this. I have my Elvis poster. The glass has been replaced, so that's up. And then I now have a Squeeze Tour poster from I want to say 1993. Uh, and then my big uh, high fidelity, high fidelity poster. movie poster, which I've had both of those things for probably fifteen years, more than fifteen years, and this is the first time that they've been framed. It's so really coming together. It is. They joined my my Paul Westerberg signed ticket and uh, and Folker insert and uh, signed Glenn Tilbrook poster too. I'd like to also. So the other thing I've had to get used to, mm-hmm. I have an office. I can wow. decorate it any way I want. Wow. So I've um slowly started to move things in. Um I've I have a Ron Swanson poster um from Parks and Rec. Um where he with his famous catchphrase about 
not half-assing two things, mm. whole-ass one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Words yes. to live by. I'm going to put in my Zola Jesus poster um, pretty soon, and I'm not sure if I'm going to put in my I frame my framed I heart Huckabee's poster yet. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out, but um, hopefully I get to keep the job, you know, for a while until uh, you know until you get the office decorated yeah, at yeah. least. Yeah. yeah, once the office is decorated, I'll be like Jason. <laughs> you had a good run. <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, you're supposed to be a culture editor, but you spent all your time decorating the office. What's a? <laughs> um. Well, I took me a year to get this figured out. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, hopefully in a month or so, once um I get more of a hang of it, and um, right now it's Minyard James Keenan month. Um, oh, because of the the tool announcement. Yeah, because of the tool announcement. So, uh, um, once that's all done, if you're, if you're a tool fan, a long suffering tool fan, that's big news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's big news, and um, they've been teasing a new album for more than a decade. I want to say, yeah, yeah. That's now it's finally coming, and mm-hmm. um, and it's going to be like Chinese democracy. I <laughs> um. <laughs> I hope not for the sake of, of for the sake fans, of but, for the sake of tool fans. Let's hope not. But that's like the comparable thing, right? Is like talking about the new Guns N' Roses album forever, and then it finally gets delivered, and you get Chinese democracy. The man has so many other projects, though. He's got like he's got his winery. He's yeah. got Perfect Circle. He's got Pussifer, which yeah. he just came out with their album yeah. like last year. So it's I mean he's unless unlike Axel, like. He has something to show for the time it's taken. <laughs> yeah, but but he he doesn't have he doesn't have the cornrows. That's <laughs> yeah. That takes time, man. Yeah. That uh, you know. Who knows. <laughs> time and effort. It's a man, man looks. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Uh, so I do want to say though, because I didn't really notice it until I got these home, and I'm not the kind of guy that takes things back. But at least you know, the people that, I don't know if they're subcontractors or what, but the Aaron brothers at the Michaels over by the, uh, what is that? The colonnade or something? The 16th oh, yeah, street yeah, yeah. And, or 19th, whatever, 20th street in Camelback. Uh, the they're, they're design not, mall. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not the greatest. I'm seeing some, some wrinkles in this and I, you know, the same day that I took these two posters to get professionally done, I got some, uh, just kind of, you know, nice looking poster frames and then framed myself a Tweety poster that's in the bathroom and then two Robin Hitchcock posters. And I got to say, no wrinkles. So I, you know, I, I'm, I am, I am uh, taking, you know, the, the social media or the media platform that I have to say, Aaron Brothers, you guys did not do the greatest job. So what you're saying is, is that Michaels will not be sponsoring the show. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. That's fine, whatever. Um, I there goes our craft demographic, a crafter demographic. I, it, it's <laughs> uh, this is already off the rails. I do want to do one more quick plug though before we get to the thing you didn't watch. Um, oh, the <laughs> I'm just and I'm just. This is the one time well, that let me of, ask you something. Out of our many many episodes and hours and hours of recorded material, the one time I'm prepared and you're not, I'm mm. gonna lord it over you. It's been a busy two weeks, my friend. <laughs> been a busy two weeks. 
Oh boy. Uh, but no, uh, cover the crescent this week, Wednesday, or no, I'm sorry, Thursday is Leonard Cohen and our buddy Jason Woodbury is yeah. going to be performing there. Yeah, so. I actually, um, well, before before I stopped becoming freelance, I actually wrote about that for mm. the um, um, events calendar um, for um, the New Times, and yeah, it does look like an exciting show. I mean, not only is our boy Woodbury, mm-hmm. or I don't know if he's our boy, but he's JP? JP JP Dubs. JP Dubs, but I'm sorry, um, Jason. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I, uh, no longer our friend. Yeah, well, I <laughs> even I, just I had I had after Friday I had a dream about him. <laughs> what? No, and it wasn't it wasn't that kind of dream oh. either. Was, no, no, no. And I even tweeted about, it, but then I deleted the tweet after five minutes. It was okay. like, oh, um, I had this dream about him that he a was in um. Was in cornrows, <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was very mad at me for and I, for some unspecified reason. Which is, did a, it have to do with the cornrows? No, but maybe. I mean, it seemed pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, or or dreadlocks. It was more dreadlocks. Okay. Um, but two things that I do not associate with um, with JP Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, with with Mr. Woodbury is that um, is hairstyles, unusual hairstyles, and um, anger. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's one of the nicest, chillest dudes. So that that will teach me to not have an orange blossom and Taco Bell before bed after walking I'm the streets say, of. It, it might have been the perfect cocktail, but I would I would I would blame specifically the Taco Bell on that. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna plug that too. Like that covered the crescent thing looks really good. I'm gonna try to go. Yeah, and again, that's that's Thursday. I'm gonna try to go as well. So maybe so maybe, we'll maybe we can. Yeah, yeah, there. All right. <laughs> Isn't it nice now? Like it, it's kind of funny that we haven't. Well, we've seen each other like within the last two weeks, but. Um, I'm just noticing that I'm a little, um, don't have the, um, cloud of unemployment over my head. Yeah, not so much with the doom and the, and the, uh, the Eeyore about you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's back to you. Because uh, hey. it's hashtag Summer Jason. What? What? You can't take my hashtag. Uh, if life has taught me anything, it's that A, hashtags are absolutely meaningless. And then two, that, you know, there are millions of them. So, you know, I'm still having a great summer. I yeah, and now, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to take away from your summer. It's just my summer came late, like well, the monsoons. They came a indeed, little late, but here indeed. they are. Indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's seriously huge. Congratulations to you. I I, I couldn't be happier for you. Um, I mean, I could be, but you, you could know, be. It's me. But um, <laughs> I am ecstatic for you. I was so happy when you shared the news, and of course, you shared it with the caveat. By the way, you can't announce this yet. <laughs> so then when you did announce it, everybody else got to be all like, oh, this is amazing. I'm like, I've already heard it. I can't muster yeah. up that much enthusiasm. <laughs> I think people, most of the freelancers knew at least a week before, too, um, because um, this uh, it got announced. And I just didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to run anyone's parade mm-hmm. or... Um, or at least start getting pictures yet because I don't want to get pictures off the clock. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, fair um, enough. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, while we are talking about it, if you do need uh, uh, somebody to cover the the experimental theater beat, uh, you know, you know yeah, where yeah. to find me. Sure, Dorian. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? Sure. Okay. Um, um, so, but that's why I didn't get to watch this is because I was um, a like I was in Milwaukee. Um, taking my kids to every museum sure. uh, in town. Does Milwaukee have a lot of museums? They have at least one, two, three. Um, they have at least three or four. Okay. Um, along with like botanical gardens. And, and I noticed you're repping your brewers right there. Yeah, I'm back on my bullshit uh, with ball caps. I didn't like the brewers for a while because of Ryan Braun <laughs> um, and his um, you lost drug me. use. Yeah. Dang. Maybe somebody listening knows what you're talking about, but it's yeah. not me. Okay. <laughs> I'll start talking about sports. <laughs> if you want to talk about the 1988 Dodgers roster, I can do that. <laughs> oh, I could talk about Kirk Gibson for days because he was on the 1984 Tigers, and mm. I briefly liked the Dodgers uh, for a year. Because, Oral Hershiser. Yeah, I like Oral too. Mm. Uh, anyway. Okay, so you didn't watch this. No. Um, I do not recommend that we watch it in its entirety here. I brought it up. Uh, I have it ready. I assume you took copious notes. and I took a note. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Let me, let's um, not go too far here. Let I me, watched the thing. Well, I, let me ask you, when did you start watching this? This morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had plans to watch it yesterday, at least one day in advance. But yeah. I was like, eh. I'll you know what I was tomorrow. doing this morning? Watching Wallace and Gromit for the 18th time with my kid. Well, okay, so so you got off of the Thomas the Train thing, which is great, and into Wallace and Gromit, which is even better, but now he's going to kill it for you just by sheer repetition. It's getting to that point. Get him in a chicken run, and then and then flushed away, and all the Aardvark studio... It is Aardvark, right? Um, Aardman. Aardman, that's right. But spelled as though it could be Aardvark. So here's the thing we discovered, because Kristen had never seen... Um, they're the wrong trousers, Gromit, and they've gone wrong. Uh, so, Kristen, yes, it's the one he watches over and over again. It's so good. wrong trousers. I don't blame him. Um, Let's watch it right now. <laughs> you got your Prime up because it's <laughs> streaming on Prime for free, <laughs> along with Sean the Sheep and <laughs> everything else. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we've discovered. Um, Kirsten had never seen it before either, so we've watched A Grand Day. So my son Beckett has watched A Grand Day Out, which mm-hmm. is the one where they go to the moon and For have cheese. cheese. Yeah. And Wrong Trousers is the one he watches all the time because there's a train involved mm. at the end. Sure. They have okay, the train so you've chase. got your crossover then. Yes. that That's the gateway. And then um, uh, Kirsten had started watching A Close Shave. Mm-hmm. And there's some really scary shit in there. There is. Um, that sheep shearing machine? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think she saw it, but I haven't seen it yet because um, there's the matter of loaf and death. I haven't seen that one. I, so I've seen like the first three, which I think are the yeah. ones that you've gone over already. Mm-hmm. And then I think that one actually like, it's like uh, there's death in it. Oh, wow. So, and I'm not prepared to have conversations about death yet. Even claimation death? Even claymation death. Um, I mean, there's a gun in the wrong trousers. There is. Yeah. yeah that's but right. um, so I'm, it's kind of like we're kind of iffy on that. Um, but, um, but um, it's like claymation. So, but, um, but wrong. I, I haven't 
guy and the guy's up to show him close shave, yeah, even though it's fun and it's mm-hmm. the introduction to Sean the Sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't watched Amaryloaf and Death, but the fact that there's death in it, I'm not prepared to have that conversation. For the very same reasons, I'm not going to let him watch Lion King until he's at least 13. Sure. Because so, I don't want to have that conversation about a dead dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Sure. But I, I've seen. Let's be clear: the animated version, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen most of the Ardman stuff. I, I, I find it, you know, it's it's charming and British and funny, and mm-hmm. um, I do, like I said. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like you can get him into into Chicken Run and into Flushed Away. I think Flushed Chicken Away Run is... could be fun. I've seen Flushed Away too, and I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I'm pretty sure there are some I've missed, and I definitely have not watched Sean the Sheep because it's definitely um, like I know it's aimed not aimed for me. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't watched Sean the Sheep either. That's um, I, I mean, I've seen it now because that's kind of the thing he watches now, and it's sure. it's fun and it's quiet. Mm. <laughs> um, but Ardman's like when I was in film school, my my teacher watched, showed the first two Wallace and Gromit's, and then they showed them in. Uh, close shave in a movie theater in Detroit, mm. so I went to go see him. And then it just kind of, anytime something new comes out, there's like the one with there, the pirates. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. pirates one is really good. I don't, I don't think I've seen that one, but um, I, you know, I, for me, that's something that I mean, the animation is great. The the uh, I mean, especially the the claymation stuff. They've moved away from that a lot, and it's all digital now. But mm. um, you know, it's that that was pretty genius. And then the writing is funny, and mm. you know, Gromit's I love Gromit. Gromit's mm-hmm. the best. It's we're watching him in HD, and you can see fingerprints oh, yeah? just kind of move around a little bit on Gromit huh. on Wallace, especially okay. on Wallace. Um. I haven't watched them since I've had an HD TV. So yeah. that's it's it's um, even like I remember watching Lion King like in IMAX when they re-released it like mm-hmm. 15 years ago, and you can see like pencil scratches and huh. Um, if you're paying attention, of course. If you're just involved. I always like that sort of thing, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a lot. A lot of that's a lost art. Anything that's that's too smoothed out and uh, I don't know it. it mm. Mm-hmm. Well, but we'll see. So, uh, are are you going to end up going to see Once Upon a Time today? Um, yes, but not with you. Oh well, fine. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I didn't want you to crash. Our no, party no, no, anyway. no. It's um, I got to write something this afternoon. Um, so you're going to go to a later showing? I'm going to either go to a later showing, but I can't like um, I, a I don't want a crash your party and no, you are always welcome. I but, know. Yeah. But also, um, it has a lot to do with um, you know making sure, um, like being close by in case anything happens with the kids, sure, um, stuff like that. Because it's like a three-hour movie. Well, and it's—I mean—if you're going to go see the 35 millimeter, you got to go to one of the Alamos. Yeah, but I got to um, skip out on that. I'm going to skip out on that and just go. So I we're going to go see the 35 millimeter yeah. one. That's that's. It, when you um, when you see it, have you seen um, Ayers's post on I it? I did, yeah. Let me know if that happened. Like, well, that's the you know. So what I walked away with from that conversation that was happening because the projectionist got involved with that too. And yeah. The to that point, I mean, that's what you the risk you run into uh, with something like that. In my opinion, is that when you do 
when now something has essentially become a lost art, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's like initially when everything was being reissued on vinyl, a lot of that stuff was not not great quality or people weren't paying much attention to how things were processed and um you know, so it was more about the excitement of having vinyl again than it was about getting a a good quality experience with it. That's mm-hmm. that's changed because it's it's gone. I think it's gone from being like a uh, you know, uh, an in the moment like craze or 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 fad sort of thing to being a you know people who are going to buy physical music are more interested in in mm. that experience. So there, there's a lot more effort put into it, I think. But um, I think that's the same sort of thing with the showing things on film. Everybody is so used to the digital projection, and you know, finding I'm sure finding. Uh, places that are going to print this stuff for you that that are that are able to do it of high quality, and then the machines, you know, the that that to have to have around to 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 play it and all that, it's got to be kind of a nightmare actually, uh, just because of of uh, it's such a specialized thing right now. Well, I in paying attention slightly a little bit to that conversation, it sounds like Elmo doesn't use players, mm-hmm. so um like. Well, and you, you yeah, were, yeah. Were you were a projectionist for a while, right? Yeah, I was a projectionist for a while. And so you'd put all the reels on film on this plier, and the pliers would move around as the film would go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can cause some headaches, too. But it sounds like what Elmo does is they go reel by reel, so they wait for the cigarette burns. Uh-huh. And then once the cigarettes burns happen, then they switch from one projector to another and play it reel by reel. That's I mean, That seems like uh, that has to... Everything has to fall into place exactly for that. It's, to, yep. it's a dance. <laughs> yep, it's a dance, and um, it being a lost art, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. It sounds like I know. I've met the projectionist at Almo, the mm-hmm. one who was talking. I've met him in passing, and I, he seems to be on shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you teach someone like a twenty year old who's never, yeah. I never known this. That stuff takes before. time. It, it's, yeah, it's it, like anything else. You know, it really is an art. Yeah. Um, that, um, you know, has to be done. So it's. So it sounds like he knows it, but I mean, obviously, he can't be there every showing, <laughs> right? So um, I stick. Um, but I was curious if like, um, I was curious if to I see if you like some of the same things that if Eric you know the same thing that Eric sure. did. Yeah. Um. But I'm gonna go see in digital. I I'm not gonna. I want to. I I want to see the thing, uh, the 35 millimeter. But it's. I mean, I, I'm going because mm-hmm. I want to see the film. Seeing it in 35 millimeter is kind of like a luxury thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a a novelty thing. Yeah, almost, I, I'm so. just gonna go Chris Town maybe later this afternoon and go see it. Right on. So because <laughs> this is me now. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh. So, I guess before we get into the show, too, I. Um, you mean at the thirty-minute mark of the one that we're going to keep to a tight like hour? Yeah, <laughs> that you had planned on keeping to a tight hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll just keep it for an hour. Have another beer. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> um, uh, they announced to the, uh, most of the cast members today on Twitter. This being Sunday the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the last day of filming. What day is this? It's okay, the fourth. It's a Sunday. <laughs> Um, some of us have to go work tomorrow, Jared. 
I, I'm one of those people. I know. I have to be at work at 5 a.m. Thank you very much. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gets a job and thinks he can be all. Anyway. So. <laughs> uh, I did watch it, though. I, I watched the the entire 50 minute, which is why I do not recommend we watch it end to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was enjoyable um, to to see all these people together. So so I'll I'll hit some highlights for you then because okay. you haven't seen it, and I do recommend you see it. It, it was fun. I mean, I planned on it, but you know, I I, I wasn't counting on being yeah, employed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, in addition to this, <laughs> I did go ahead and watch the season three blooper reel. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and I watched several. Um several like the tv line the entertainment tonight and the entertainment weekly interviews with the cast and crew at comic-con okay uh and i have to say they got the wrong people to interview them it should have been us uh you know i mean very clearly i don't know if your invitation got lost in the mail but i mean that we 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 should have been the people and 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 mark evan Jackson or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got to follow the company line. Sure, sure. I mean, but you know, he 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 doesn't he does a competent enough job. You know, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure just just as 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 hosting his his good place podcast, uh, <laughs> the podcast that shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, they they do all right. Uh, he does just fine, but. Um, but I think that we could have we could have asked the real hard hitting questions, you know. Um, and what questions would you have asked? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question, Jason. Um, well, I I do ask the hard hitting questions. I, you know, I I don't think I would have asked like the the questions about how do you feel about the show ending or how do you, you know, there was there was a really good audience question mm-hmm. um, about how they uh, went about choosing which philosophers they discuss and all that sort of thing and and mm-hmm. and to which Michael Shore responded and. Um, it would have been more questions like that, like some of the the things that make the show so unique. Not not uh, uh, not uh, I don't know. Uh, there were questions about uh, when did you find out? When did you get the script for the final episode? Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Which the answer to that is that none of them had gotten the script to the final episode. Because you of, waited. Um, well, they had planned to get it on Friday, which means they would have had it prior to this panel. Mm-hmm. And uh, then then Michael Shore decided to back off from that because he didn't want Ted Danson leaking any of the information. I had seen that scene. <laughs> I had actually seen that part. <laughs> it's the Danson insurance policy is what they referred to. It. So <laughs> and had- he's like, oh, yeah, I would have leaked all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's that's pretty funny. So there are things of this uh, I I may have seen in passing. Okay, um, like I'd seen that part where the dance and insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had seen parts of I pretty much seen Kristen Bell crying a lot um, after the panel. There was a lot of them welling up. Ted Danson, mm-hmm. you know, they're all they're all. That's the the thing that's great about watching this panel is is how much you know it's it. 
it, very clear how much all these people love working together and they love working on this show and they mm-hmm. all feel, you know, that they've, they've, they're, they've contributed to something special and, um, and that they're just as much fans of the show as we are, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's something you don't run into very often. No. Um, and I don't think you do. And, um, I also did see Kristen Bell's many encounters with Lin-Manuel Miranda because, uh, Kristen, what? So Lin-Manuel Miranda was at Comic-Con too. Okay. Cause he's doing the adaptation for his dark materials. Oh, okay. Um, the, the Pullman, the, the like Phil golden, Pullman. Uh, not Philip Pullman. Yeah. yeah. I thought you said Bill Pullman for a second. I'm like, no. You mean the president of these United States who guided us through the alien invasion of 1996? Or was it 95? It doesn't matter. <laughs> the very same. Yeah, the Philip Pullman. You mean Lone Star. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do. Yeah. I'm um, no, but Philip Pullman, the Golden <laughs> the <writer>. Compass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the awkward transition. You see what I did there? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Continue. But yeah, okay. So I didn't know. That's. I mean, that's that's cool. Uh, they they're just. I'm assuming completely ignoring the fact that uh, that they did an adaptation with Nicole Kidman and uh, and uh, uh, Daniel Craig yeah but I think this time they're taking they're putting in the atheist elements okay whereas the um, I believe the one that they did some years ago mm-hmm. um, they did it kind of glossed over they, those. they took it all out of there yeah well which I, I thought I, I had not read the books but I thought that was a competent adaptation but as, I didn't see it. Yeah, as my as um, anyone who has read the books and then saw the movie will tell you, it's it's not a competent adaptation. It's not a competent adaptation. So, but I do not remember it being terribly well received. Um, so I just skipped it. Yeah. So and you had Daniel Craig in it. I'm not gonna miss anything with James Bond in it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um. But okay, so to get to get back to this though, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's. Some of the things, first of all, um, Tahani, the actress who plays Tahani, uh, is very clearly Tahani. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and that's, uh, and what's interesting is, is how, is how much these people in person in this panel here seem like their characters too, especially um, Manny Jacinto uh, just seems like as soon as he starts talking it's like it's that's jason yeah <laughs> so are you saying that they're very um the two non-actors mm-hmm. or no all me uh jane Cinto is an actor because he's in top gun mm-hmm. he's been in some horror movies and i know william jackson harper has been i've seen now one other thing he's been in mm-hmm. it's somewhere very mm-hmm. good movie and but they don't have they're not as well known, say, as your K bells and your T dancings. Yeah, um. but I, you know, it's so. Again, like listening to them talk about this, and they had, um, well, let's let's hear a little bit of yeah. it. Um, Break it down for me. We'll we'll do a little bit. Help here. me out. <laughs> Welcome to the 2019 Comic Con International panel for NBC's The Good Place. 
Does this mean after having a comic I'm Mark Evan Jackson. <laughs> uh, we are going to do what you've done before. We're going to have a panel. We're going to talk with some of my coworkers, and uh, then you're going to get a chance to ask questions. So be prepared for those. Remember that questions begin with questiony words, words like who and where and what and when, and not like um, when I was pasting your garbage back together, like <laughs> stay out of our garbage. Won't you please help me welcome Manny Jacinto, Darcy Carton, Jamila Jamil, William Jackson Harper, Kristen Bell, Ted Danson, Mike Shore, and Drew Goddard. There's a lot Thank of wooing. Thank you for coming today. Janet! 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 We were just uh, realizing that this, was the, this is the last of the Comic-Cons for NBC's The Good Place. Why did you just do that? Why did we just do that? Why did you just do that? Kristen just did it. Oh. I said it. Sorry. <laughs> Um, there is one announcement that we need to make uh, that's fun, and that is that uh, at 1 o'clock this afternoon, the season 3 gag reel will drop. Oh, so yeah. look for that because that was fun. it's okay. delicious. Uh, <laughs> you are getting the bleeped version, which is slightly less fun, uh, but is still pure magic. Um, so we're going to talk, uh, talk for a little while, and then we will, uh, I presume, line up in the aisles for questions. Uh, keep your questions brief, please. Uh, spare us the prefaces about... Uh, the ways in which this show saved your life, we know. We, uh, <laughs> it saved all of ours as well. Uh, Darcy Carton. Oh. Hi. What did you do last Tuesday morning? I woke up early. You, you skip, skip the premises okay. about why this I, show saved um, I presented the nominations for the Emmys. Oh. Right? Did, any, did anything of note happen? Um, <laughs> like Mahershala Ali is up for something. Oh. And like, um, oh, we, okay, so Ted's up for um, Best Actor in a Comedy Series. <laughs> and, um, which honestly is kind of old news because that, that happened last year too, but the show what? was not happening since 1980. <laughs> Yeah, I so he's been nominated seventeen times. Is he and he's won and he's won twice. Okay. He's quick to point out that he's won twice. <laughs> um and both for cheers, right? Or uh, is I'm it sure once they for must cheers be. or one for Becker? Or do you think he's he won for Becker? Did, what, did you watch Becker? You're the Becker fan here. Am I? I thought you were. I thought you liked it. I, I liked what I saw. Okay. I only I I, I watched I watched it when it started, and maybe I mean, a little bit after that. But I'm to understand that nobody watched Bored to Death, so I'm assuming that the Emmy voters didn't either. Bored to Death is a fantastic fucking show. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but Bored to Death is amazing. 
You, you and many other people I know have mentioned this. Well, so clearly, some people have watched Bored to Death. Yeah. People who know what's what. Um, you and three other people on Twitter who I per- know personally. <laughs> there we go. Uh, are we also all neurotic Jews, or is it, uh, is it no. a mixed bag? No, it's a mixed bag. Okay, good. Uh, because it does have a wide appeal, I think. It's just, I, I thought it was clever, super well-written, and it's it's the show that made me appreciate... Uh, the abilities of of um, uh, Galifianakis, Gal- yeah, yeah. Because if I had only seen him in The Hangover, I, I would I could have cared less. Oh, I speaking of which, I noticed this thing that was like really funny like three weeks ago. You know the the nodding meme of um. So there's my a, silence says no. Your silence says no. So you were aware on Twitter that there was a popular meme of a bearded fellow in the woods who nods. Oh, oh yes, yes, Robert Redford. From okay, Jeremiah so you knew Johnson. it was Robert Redford. Oh, of course. Okay, Jeremiah Johnson. Yes. Yeah, Jeremiah fucking Johnson. Okay, just want to make sure because some people didn't know, <laughs> and, including your uh, wife. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna call her out. Um, but apparently, people thought I was. Zach Galifianakis looks nothing. First of all, first of all, and I, I say this as a heteronormative person, but Robert Redford is a much, much better looking man than Zach Galifianakis. Goes without saying. Yes, <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. People, not everybody with big bushy beards that are kind of red and hue look alike. Okay, well, back to part two. <laughs> Yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's if if I had not seen his performance in that, I, I probably would have just ignored him out of hand. But have, have you ever seen any of his? There's something he did for Netflix back before it was a big streaming giant, where it was like stand up when he was performing at a small club in L.A. Oh, the Purple Onion thing. Yeah. Have you ever uh, seen that? I haven't seen that one. You should check that out. Yeah. It's really funny. Okay. Um. Definitely very alt comedy, um, but it's great. Um, well, that, I'm into I knew alt him comedy. like that's that I knew that's how I knew him before Hangover, and obviously he's in it because he's like a big bearded goofball, yeah, much like myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I knew there was a little something more under the surface, and like he just gotcha yeah. But yeah, I mean the the three of those guys in that you know Jason Schwartzman and Ted Danson rounding it out um all fantastic performances that's i mean to me that was to me that's the role where ted danson shows that he can do anything because mm-hmm. it's not an expected role from him when you see him whether it's on becker or whether it's on cheers um you know he's he's pretty much uh, those have you forgotten three men and the baby uh, how how can i i um, mean that's i think a lot of people do and that makes me upset that's but have you there. forgotten three men and a little lady? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I always forget too. He's in Saving Private Ryan. To uh, dance in this? Yes, for about ten months. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I think he's the. It's been a while because it's not a movie I watch on the regular for obvious reasons. Um, I'm thinking about. It. I don't know if I've ever seen that all the way through. It's. I mean, it's it's a hard. It's a hard thing to watch. Um, but I think he's the one who gives Tom Hanks the order to find Private Ryan. 
the the titular character. Yes. Um, and, I mean, Matt Damon. I believe, yeah. Well, right? now you ruined the ending. You weren't supposed to know it was Matt Damon. I but I knew already, which is probably one of the reasons that I haven't felt the need to watch it. <laughs> you don't like Matt Damon? I no no no. no. Well, yes, I don't. But also, <laughs> can you explain? Can I explain? Affleck, I get. If you don't like Affleck, I, I get I, that, and I don't. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, and Affleck has since the thing is that there are some things that Affleck is in that I can enjoy. There are some things that Matt Damon is in that I can enjoy. I, I, I like, um, you know, for for Affleck, I like uh, Chasing Amy. Um, there's, you know, there's there's a, a couple of things here and there, especially more recently that that I've liked that he's in. But like, the, have you seen that town? Uh, the the John Hamm movie. Yes, John Hamm. I have not it. seen it. But it's um, he's saying he. I think did he direct that one too? He directed that one. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. Um, but I'm and but I'm sorry. And Gone Baby Gone's really good. Well, and that one he just directed, right? Right. That's and got his and, brother Casey. In yes. It. And and the the fantastic Ed Harris. Yes. Ed Harris is a brilliant actor. Um, um, but back to Matt. But, but so Matt. I, I don't know if it's a rational dislike. It might fall into the category of irrational dislike. There's I, I think that I think that I have he's somebody that I could see getting turned around on if I watch the right movies. Mm-hmm. Just like um Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I I hated that guy forever. Just you know, and then then I saw then I saw Gangs of New York, and then I saw, um, uh, uh, The Departed, yeah, um, and and you know, kind of since then, I've 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 turned around on him, and and I I I can sort of see, you know, I can appreciate him for the actor that he is, and yeah, whatever. (laughs) It's just like you know, when I saw Titanic, I'm like, oh fuck this shit. And uh, and then that, but everything know. he's done since then has been pretty much like, and, you know, and, and I wasn't a huge fan of what's eating Gilbert Grape either. Um, well, that was before Titanic, was it? Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, uh, I mean, he's never going to be able to top growing pains. So. <laughs> which, <laughs> which I, so back when the press started for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, I was, I like to think I was the first to point out. That both Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio mm-hmm. both were guest stars in Growing Pains. I didn't know Brad Pitt was. Yeah, he was um, Carol's boyfriend for an episode. Okay. I think he came back next season, but not as the boyfriend, but as a completely as a different character, character. I think which like a which you star. could get away with in sitcoms in the eighties. Yeah, but Leo was like pretty much prevalent in the last season because he was like the adopted. It's an adopted kid that the Seavers adopted. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. And, um, so I thought it was funny that like, like we're just like a Carol and a, um, you know, we're getting could much have, closer could have to had that. a growing pains. Reunion. We could have had a growing pains. Reunion. And then someone brought, and of course, minus Alan Thick, Right. But then of course, Brad Pitt and Leo being the self-aware actors that they are, mm-hmm. Knew that they had been so started on that show, <laughs> so they like in some Today interview they were talking about how like they started on Grand Pains, and of course the interviewer on the Today Show was like, 
really? Oh, yeah, because like, they had no you, idea. Yeah, because wow. you obviously you did your research, research Harry yeah. Smith. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Go back to real journalism, Harry Smith. Yeah. Um, 60 Minutes needs you, man. Yeah. Or not, because you don't do your research. <laughs> um, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, I sometimes wonder if that guy is just like, I'm doing all these... You know, I'm sure, first of all, he's happy to still have a job, but uh, the the fact that he, I mean, he used to do really serious reporting. Oh, and, Harry Smith? Yeah. yeah. And then now he's doing these fluff pieces. Sometimes he's got to just be like another fucking celebrity I got to talk to. Oh. Yeah. I, I used to cover deep I, shit, man. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway. Um, but what, back to Matt, and then we'll get back to this. Uh, no, I I don't have a concrete defense for it. I just okay. I, he's he's there's something about him that irritates me. He just seems pretty insufferable, and and it's like you know what? Yeah, Goodwill Hunting's a fine film. I'm having trouble thinking of what since then that he's been in that I've I've really well seriously thought. Okay, there's a talent. Last oh, last year has been rough for him because <laughs> um, a he doesn't and I didn't he see opens Martian, his mouth so you know, he a, he hasn't opened his mouth. He opens his mouth, and he talks about me too in a very a way that is indefensible. Okay, but um, downsizing was not good, which is a shame because I really like Alexander Payne as a director. Yeah, Suburbicon is not good. Okay, and Coen Brothers co-wrote that script, and then Clooney directed and added parts to it that add like a horror element to it. Huh. It's not good. Okay. And that's just a shame because Oscar Isaac is in it too. Hmm. I mean, just, it's a waste. Um, Goodwill Hunting, I love. Um, the, the Departed, I love. That's um, right. He's in The Departed too. Yep. <laughs> so your two favorite actors and Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. But I. Um, Jack. Um, Jack. I, mm-hmm. I just. Back in like. I always felt like he and talented Mr. Ripley. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, um, okay. I I think he's. Uh, he just seems like kind of a douche, like a bit of a tool, uh, and so I don't know that usually, it, it, that that compared to Affleck, I didn't seem douchey at all. Okay, well uh, maybe I just got a vibe because Affleck I think is the biggest douche. Oh yeah. I mean, doesn't take away the fact that he directed The Town, mm-hmm. and I like Argo. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I think he's a really good director. I think he's a hell of a screenwriter, and I think he killed it in Gone Girl. Like, I, I can take Affleck, mm-hmm. like, but he's he's a dick mm-hmm. in real life, but he's a good actor. And sure, I yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess we can. So when the Good Place feature, oh, and um, but Damon's also been in Saturday Night Live where he played um. He did a guest spot, but he did that Weezer skit. I didn't see it. Oh, the Weezer skit's great. <laughs> Him and Leslie Jones argue about Weezer, and it pretty much encapsulates every argument every Weezer fan has had. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> about everything. Like, he's the one who defends the new shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and Leslie Jones is the one who says they haven't had anything good since Pinkerton. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Fair enough. I've probably fallen to the latter category. Yeah. I think yeah. most people have, though. I did have a illuminating conversation on Friday night that has made me want to 
check out some of the check revisit. Out. Revisit. Yeah. I have not had a similar conversation. So well, um, stick with me. <laughs> oh, great cultural editor for Phoenix New Times. He of the influence and and with the finger on the pulse. What of, bothers me is that someone's going to listen to this who doesn't know me and take it seriously and take like take this seriously when they don't know that as soon as I like get off the mic, I'm going to be the insecure asshole. Not, not even. Well, uh, you know what? People just need to let you have your moment. Yeah, it's, you've you've been you know on the market for a long time, <laughs> long suffering freelancer. Finally getting the recognition, and you know what? Well, and the truth is, I'm just grateful for the job, and I really want kick ass at it. And yeah, I'm not. I'm, sure you'll I'm honestly not like this guy. Like I'm, like I'm having you and I are having will you wet but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I'm just like. Oh shit! I got like so many articles to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, you don't even have time for to sit with me and Ashley and talk about Galaxy Five Hundred. I, I just want to kick ass at this. <laughs> like, I really want to do a good job. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be great. Um, but so to 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 get back to the good place because yeah. <laughs> that's why we're here. Yeah. Um. You know, hearing there were some points that I, uh, that this is why this is why it's it's good that Michael Shore has the success that he's having mm-hmm. that um, that he's getting the deals basically to create whatever he wants that you know that, that this is this is good because he you know they're talking about how the the crew of the Good Place the directors are fifty percent male female. 50% in the writing staff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, the, it's not the way that it's run, you know, it, the people pointing this out are, are, uh, Jamila Jamil and, and, and Kristen Stewart, uh, Kristen Bell rather. Um, and then, you know, of course, <laughs> Michael Shore being like, yeah, it's, you know, I'm not gonna get involved in this. It's not, it, you know, th- it's just kind of like how it should be. And then they're, they're saying, you know, you don't even notice it. Nobody remarks on it. It's just how it is. And, um, and Ted Danson being like, you know, thanks for, for hiring me as the token old white man. (laughs) 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 And yeah, Michael Shore being like, yeah, well, you know, we need at least one of you guys around. Otherwise you get really cranky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just, I, I think you need to go and watch it. It's, it's for something, you know, that, that we've, we've been fans of this show from the beginning and, and, and have, have, you know, over what we've done, we've done like close to, are we on 30 episodes yet? Something like that. Oh, we're past 30. Are we past 30? But you know, we've done approximately 2000 hours of recording. Um <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a warning today from like your server? You've reached capacity. Um, oh, we actually we got a nice comment on uh, YouTube for because I, I will post um, when I when I uh, when I drop these episodes. I believe is what the kids say. Mm-hmm. Um, I there's uh, the service i use has an option to post to youtube as well so it gets put up in in clips and and um 
Uh, somebody left a comment saying how much they enjoyed it. So, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you to them. I'm sure I could find it. Actually, if you want to vamp for a sec, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and see if I can find the email that. Uh, so, uh, this episode of What the Fork is sponsored to you by Furry Puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so worry, Susu. So soft. So cuddly. Puppies. Not actual puppies. We're not bringing a dog into this. Mm. Although, you know what? I. I First of all, I have I have not the room for a dog. I I I think that as a responsible uh, lover of pets, um, of of cats and, and dogs both, um, that that in in addition to recognizing, you know, it's the same it's the same recognition process to me uh, as recognizing when you shouldn't have kids. Like I, I think I would be a terrible father. Uh, you know, I, I'm just, uh, I'm not a good candidate for kids. So, uh, having that recognition, and then um, uh, the um, the same goes for dogs. You have to recognize. I have a small place. I would mm-hmm. want personally. I would want uh, a fairly large dog. That's what I grew up with. Um, you know, and and it, it's uh, not not fair to them to be in the cooped up in this little apartment. I don't even have a yard or anything for them to go out into. It's mm-hmm. people people uh, who keep you know who get a dog because uh, for selfish reasons and then not taking into account. Um, well, having a dog is practically having a child. Exactly, I'm saying, and you know, so one day perhaps, hopefully. Um, I will I will have the opportunity to have have a dog but um but it's going to take the right set of circumstances and you know when you have a dog again it's like a kid too you you have to um you yeah, can't take just, it for walks feed you, it exactly just like a child <laughs> <laughs> um, come home from lunch and lie out so it poops well but but you know what I'm, what I'm getting at is you can't just um you can't just like uh you know, decide you're going to go out of town for a couple of days with a cat with Susu. If I'm going to go out of town for a couple of days, I can just make sure she has enough food and, and give me a call. <laughs> okay, I'm saying for a couple of days. If I'm going to go for a week, you know, Jesus, dude, whatever, man. Oi, oi. For uh, for our listeners who have uh, um haven't gone to our Twitter pages, I um not only uh, list the publications that I write for, but um. Or have rain for Aiden Cook. If you're listening, Aiden Cook is the person who said, uh, who commented on our YouTube channel, which the YouTube channel is Hoot and Waddle, and that's where all the whatever things we're going to post get posted. Uh, and they specifically said about our good place uh, stuff, the what the fork stuff. Um, I love these. Oh, thanks, Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. Anything Shout in, out to Aiden. Anything in the emails or? No, you know what? I've been getting emails for Album Infinitum, and that's the first time that I've done a podcast that actually got email feedback, which is interesting. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All on the Squeeze episodes. Oh. Squeeze fans may be few, but they are vocal. <laughs> yes. So that's good. We nailed it. Yeah. Or you nailed it. I did. Wow. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if this continues. Like, I didn't get any emails about Amy Mann or Fountains of Wayne. It's all been about Squeeze. But you did get so a follower. I did. You did get a special follower for your Amy Mann episodes. Yes. Yes. Say, Amy Mann. Amy Mann. 
So I can't discount that. Um, that was that was pretty fantastic. It would be like Ted Danson following our What the Fork. Uh, that would be amazing. So if you're listening, Ted Danson. Ted, oh, yeah, Ted Danson has Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Ted Danson does have Twitter. Yes, he does. You know what? If, if Manny Jacinto followed, I would be happy to. I would be... Darcy Carden. I would be, Carden, I would be happy if Michael Shore followed us. Oh, that would be awesome. At Ken Tremendous. At so. Ken Tremendous is his is yeah. his handle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be happy if Mark Evan Jackson followed us. Yeah, even though even he though hosts that rival podcast that yeah. I still haven't listened to. I'm not Have going you to. listened to? No. I'm not no, maybe I'll it. go back and listen to it after we're, we've moved on <laughs> I'm to... I'm still catching up on your limited engagement episodes. <laughs> well, which thankfully I've been on hiatus for like a month and a half, so you should be able to catch <laughs> I'm up. I'm on the Amy Young episode. <laughs> uh, well, you're not that far behind then. Yeah. Um, but that was that's funny. I for the first time in forever, last Monday I had no podcasts to post. I'm like, this feels weird. <laughs> it's, it, I looked. I was like going back through. I'm like, surely it was probably last year. Sometime is the last time I didn't post anything, and I kept going back. I'm like, between shows, it's been more than two years since I haven't had at least an episode of something to post. I think Carly and Mark from Yabiyama have had the same have the same situation that you're in. Because mm-hmm. when I saw them as I was walking out the Crescent on Friday, mm-hmm. they looked so happy. <laughs> You know, it's, it's and it wasn't because of me. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to to and and I'm not saying this as a woe is me thing, but you know the and I do minimal editing, as you know. Oh yes, um, I do. <laughs> but I do do some, and and it it's it takes work, and to you know to get all the levels, you know, to to go through and edit for sound, I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it takes a lot of time. And, and, and if, if it's just me doing all of it, then that's, you know, at one point I was doing five shows mm-hmm. and managing all of that. And it takes a lot of time and effort and to suddenly not have to do it. I'm like, I have all of this time. I, I finished a couple of books. Um, you know, <laughs> I finally started catching up on the, on the submissions queue. Um, you know. Uh, I was able to to live life for a little while, I, so I can tell you that infinite just thing I was going to start. Well, for one, the book, yeah, as we mm-hmm. announced, like the book group's done, but I mean, it's probably a good thing. Because, oh, there's no way you would have been able to keep up with it now. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, there's for there's that reason. <laughs> so, like, I'm still stuck on page forty two. <laughs> I, I gave up. I I'm done. Uh, and as you know, as Chris Ayer said, you know, you have to. You have to approach that that book at a time when you have the time to devote to yeah, it. And I, I have just no don't. time now. Uh, I don't. So no. maybe someday, but the time was not now. So are there any other clips here we want to look at? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, we're only three minutes in. <laughs> Remember when we were going to keep this at a tight hour? <laughs> we could now. We could just call it. We could just be like, you know what? Well, let's not. Listen I, I, to- we came here with a purpose. We can. I think we can do it. All right. Uh, Kristen Bell. Yes. Happy 89th birthday, I guess. Is that? <laughs> this was funny, too. Thank you much. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen the video of Kristen pointing the camera at herself and asking her daughters how old they think she just turned. <laughs> At 108, after you've watched the gag reel, do that. Uh, Kristen, will you tell the story about uh, how you found out that season four would be the last of NBC's The Good Place? 
Uh, yeah, how I found out it would be the last. Yes. Um, I was driving uh, home um, on uh, coming home from Malibu. This is irrelevant. I was driving in a place that didn't have great <laughs> service, and I saw Mike was calling me, and I uh, said, "Hi, hey, Mike," and he said, "Hey." Uh, want to talk to you. And I, uh, every bone in my body Im- Im- immediately somehow knew that he was going to say we were either canceled or wrapping it up. And I said, uh, before you finish, the only way that I'm going to um, be able to hear you out is if you promise to write me something uh, immediately after the show ends. <laughs> and he said, yeah, sure, sure, I will. And I was like, okay, now go ahead. And he gave me the, uh, the news that uh, he has a ton of integrity and the, shor- the story showed him how it was going to end. And we were going to take that opportunity and um, wrap it up. What if he was like... Wait, wait. Speaking of integrity, has he offered to write you something? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. But now, but I just got confirmation a couple seconds ago that he's finished writing the finale. So I'm going to expect something by, I don't know, next Friday? <laughs> yeah. We'll talk right after the read-through. <laughs> uh the rest of the cast, you've known this for some time. You've known that uh, season four would be the last. Um, it's bittersweet, is it not? Well, Mike isn't writing us anything. <laughs> uh, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, anyone? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tragedy to walk away from these people and from this show and from all of our amazing fans because this has been the wildest experience of all of our lives but also it's so cool to know that we are completing the story as it was supposed to be completed and I feel really proud and uh, sad and happy yeah it's a lot uh Darcy, Manny, Will, you've talked about it. I think each of you separately have framed it as a bit of a breakup. Like it, right. it seems like the right thing to do. And uh, Darcy, you right. used the word cool a lot. I did. Uh, did you already get another job? Okay, this part was funny. Yes. <laughs> that, that's how I handle breakups. <laughs> <laughs> You can't divorce me. I quit. <laughs> yes, I'm going to work uh, with Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, and I'm going to play... Yeah, I heard about this. You did? I'm going to play the mayor of uh, Los Angeles. That's fantastic. Okay, so we're going to get some sort of ad there. Ah, shit. Yeah, we don't need to... So, um, so yeah, I heard about that, and that makes that me very sounds happy. really cool. Yeah, the fact that that Ted Danson is going to be working with Tina Fey, um, whom whom I, I love for m- multiple reasons, mm-hmm. um, and that yeah, that's I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Um, I haven't seen her. I saw a couple episodes of the show she did. Great news. Oh yeah, yeah. For NBC. That was a fun show. I wish I'd stuck with it. Okay. Because um, I heard it turned into something even amazinger. Like, but from, then it got canceled, correct? Yeah, it's canceled, but it's still on. It's on Netflix. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, and uh, of course, Kimmy Schmidt, which they're bringing back for. A, Wait, what? They're bringing Kimmy Schmidt back for a Choose Your Own Adventure episode. What? Yeah, it's gonna take a while though. What? Okay. Yeah, right. they're doing like an interactive episode. I was happy with the way it ended. Oh, it's just it's like a one-off. Just a, okay. All right, it's a one-off. Like a, that was a great show. I I liked that a lot. Because um, I'm sure you're aware of the show Black Mirror that did like a choose your adventure movie. Sure. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen an episode of Black Mirror, but oh. I'm aware of it. Yeah. Um, 
let me watch watch the fr- <laughs> here here's your job for the next two, here's your your assignment for the first two, for your next two weeks okay watch the first episode season one episode one okay and um if you want to watch any more after that let me know okay <laughs> that's your um because that will be your um the litmus test that's your litmus test because the first episode so i won't ruin it for anyone um but um it's that um, show's been on for years at this point i'm sure that i'm the one that would be having things spoiled for me so. yeah i'm surprised that you, um but um yeah that's your um that's your assignment i guess okay should i choose to accept it should you choose to accept it this podcast will self-destruct <laughs> yeah um, so what else happened? Anything? Um, you know what? Other than that, I think that um, it was there was a lot of just uh, patting each other on the back. There's a, a an endearing story about about Kristen Bell uh, directing the show. Oh yeah, I heard about um, that. Um, and uh, you know they were talking about um, uh, oh, and how like basically, um, you know, uh. Ted Danson and Kristen Bell will have these like long monologue things, you know, these big pages of dialogue that they have to go through. And then Manny Jacinto has one line and then breaks everyone. <laughs> so that sounds about right. Michael Shore was, uh, was sharing the story about how he got on set one day and they'd only been shooting for an hour and they were already an hour behind. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> And it was because of Manny Jacinto having said one thing that had everybody just unable to get it together again. So did Drew Goddard offer any insight? He he had a few things to say. One was that he had uh, he's he had tried to talk Michael Shore out of of ending the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that he thought it could go on much longer, and uh, so he he's sorry it's his fault he failed. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> Uh, you know, and at which point Ted Danson says, you know, um, he's like, that's not my philosophy at all. I think you just, you'd run it into the ground. (laughs) 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 Um, you know. Yeah, it has managed to be a fairly good show, like consistent quality show for Mm -hmm. three seasons. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's improved. They, 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 They have one season to wrap everything up. Well, and the Drew Goddard thing is basically uh, most of his speaking time was taken up with people applauding all of the things he's done because he's also responsible for uh, Cabin in the Woods mm-hmm. and um, and they they rattle off some other things that were that were bad times at the El Royale. Uh, is that him too? That is him. Okay. We talked about that in an earlier. Episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I finally saw it. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard it's okay. Um. It's actually, um, there's a lot going, it's something disguised as something else. It's, okay. it's, um, I think it takes, it, there's a lot going on in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's very similar to like, I think it's very similar to good place. Okay. Um, where it's a dairy deep show disguised as a sitcom. Okay. And, there's more going on in bad, time, bad times at the El Royale than just like this kind of quirky puzzle. movie. Yeah, yeah, than this weird puzzle box thriller. It's mm-hmm. there's something spiritual about it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so um, I say I, I say people give it a chance, but keep in keep in mind it's 
It's not what you think it's going to be. Well, not only that, it's also like at least two hours long. It's it. It, it could goes, have been trimmed a lot. Um, but that, I'll see it for the dude. Yeah, the dude's good. Um, and uh, definitely stay for the uh, Chris Hemsworth Lizard King dance. <laughs> okay. Um, because that is, um, as a secure heterosexual male, um, that's something I could definitely watch all day. He's he's a fine specimen. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, so other than that, I mean, the thing that, that like I said, I, I recommend watching it. If you love the show, mm-hmm. watch the panel. There are no, to my mind, there are no big reveals. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. sad about the show ending. Uh, the, they all love working together. They all, uh, you know, everybody feels that, uh, um, that, that Darcy Carden should have been nominated, you know, for the Janet's episode alone. Well, I mean, she did win an award from us. That from she has us. yet to, to, to claim. I know mm-hmm. I, I've, was, didn't you say something about, uh, uh, Carly was just going to go ahead and mail it at this point? I think so. Yeah. I have, I should have followed up with her. Indeed, um, but um, uh, I, uh, I I've call, I've shouted out to her on both the Twitters and the Instas, mm-hmm. um, and maybe we'll do it again. Just you know, now that the show's over and she's got a little less time. Well, you know, and and I'm sure between uh, between seasons on Barry and uh, she's and not in Barry very much. No, she's not in Barry very much. But it'll be interesting is. to see what <laughs> what. Yeah, it's amazing, but it'll be interesting to see what she gets next. Um, I mean, cause she's obviously very talented and they talked about, um, that, okay. So if I can find that, I want to, uh, I want to get to that because the talking about the Janet's episode, let's see if that's. Mr. Egg would be, if you see us in a scene with Manny, look at like, oh, okay, this is the thing I was talking about yeah. or where our heads mm-hmm. We're mostly not looking at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because if we look at him, then we'll laugh. So usually you can tell by like the back of our head, you can see like a little piece of our cheek because that means we're just looking at the floor. Also, you'll see the tightness here, which is us holding a smile. And most of us, I think a lot of us get through it. You'll see. Yes, bite your cheek. That happened because we're all biting the inside of our um, Um, The worst thing, though, is the face that Manny makes just before he's about to, because he always keeps it secret. He never tells us what he's going to fuck us up with. And so he just sits there, and you're unaware of your own face, but he sits there. The take's just about to happen, and he goes... <laughs> and then you know something horrible is coming and you're gonna ruin the day. Jeez. It happened to me two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Oh, go for it. No, I literally have to make myself laugh first, like look like a <laughs> <laughs> And then and then I know something's good is coming up. Yeah. That's um he sounds Kristen, do you remember about two weeks ago when at seven o'clock in the morning Manny made Ted cry? <laughs> oh, this is the other thing. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, that was that was uh, okay. right, and you tried to pretend that you weren't crying. Oh, it was the best. It was the absolute <laughs> best. That was the that was the you know what? That yeah. was that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh guys. Oh <laughs> wait, if you say like the word that it was, would that be a spoiler? That he said that made you guys. Uh, he had. I, I came into work and I got a report that after one hour of shooting, they were one hour behind schedule. <laughs> <laughs> True. And and I said why, and and they said Manny uh, said something. He, Manny's line made everybody laugh, 
And I said, for an hour? And they were like, yeah. And, uh, if I remember the scene correctly, we won't spoil it, but he had one line. Yeah. And it was, it, was, it's, it was like 12 words, and it was an hour of, the, of everyone going, okay, 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 come on, focus, focus. We can do this. And then uh, they were an hour behind. And you know what? The truth is that it's funny. It's also really irritating because... You or I have had like a page and a half monologue that's impossible to memorize and we're struggling through it and then Manny goes, boom. <laughs> the thing that happened at the end of that, uh, so we tried, to, we tried to regain our composure and uh, I had a line to Ted and I uh, looked to Ted to say the line and you were weeping and... <laughs> And I just stopped, and the, the director, Rebecca Asher, said, Mark, why have you stopped? And I said, because Ted is crying. <laughs> and Ted did this. Ted goes, no, I'm not. I'm fine. And he looked at me, and he mouthed. He goes, I'm not on camera. <laughs> and Rebecca goes, uh, Ted, we have you in the wide. And he goes. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, Drew, what was it like direct, um, uh, having directed the pilot and now, you know, getting to where we are, are there, are there surprises, are there things that, that you wouldn't have been able to anticipate about the, the evolution of the show from the beginning? I mean, the truth is the show has always been there with Mike. When Mike first pitched the, the series, the core of it has always been the same. And even then you told me it had an expiration date and we would only do a few seasons and I've spent the last four years trying to talk you out of that. <laughs> and I've failed terribly. I'm sorry to all of you, because yeah. I... Well, yeah, it is my fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> um, but, no, the show's always been there. I mean, it evolves. This cast continues to transcend every single year. You just reach new heights, and it's, it's a joy, but it's always been the same show at its core. Pretty great show. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about directing um, and about the culture of the show. Mike, uh, in this final season, season four, there are some interesting new directors. Okay. Uh, yeah, they talk that, about that got the nod. Mm. Um, well, because they talk about how they work with their own people, and so like one of the people directing uh, was an AD, so they got the bump up, and then somebody who was a, a I believe a continuity editor or something, she she got the nod to go ahead and direct, mm-hmm. and so it's pretty cool. They they you know look to their their bullpen basically and give people a shot. Okay. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I want to see if I can get, I should have taken a note on the time, but getting to, well, I mean, you point, just watched this this morning. I, shut up. I watched <laughs> it. So we, oh, those went too well. Yeah. I mean, we moved scenes up from the next day into the day. I'm just oh. worried. I'm just worried that word's going to get out. I'm hating to get in trouble because I'm too fast of a director. That's yeah. what I kept saying all week. Because having a director who's decisive was always my favorite thing. And so when I was given this opportunity, I was like, all you got to do is know your decisions. You got to come in prepared. And I feel like I did. And I had so much fun directing all of you. I mean, I already feel like I'm pretty bossy around you guys. <laughs> like, I'm already. Le- Sorry, I lean in a lot. And I'm not going to apologize for it. No. 
Um, and I ha- but I had fun um, wearing the actual hat where instead of just ignoring me, you guys had to listen. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. It was fun. You did a very sweet thing where you huddled us beforehand on the first day and just said, like, if I'm not giving you something that you're after, let me, like, don't let our familiarity get in the way or... Right. Yeah, yeah, don't, uh, yes. That was very important to me because when you're switching jobs, I would, ima- I mean, again, I've never done it before, so I would imagine that if, if things are crossing over because of friendships or, or we're peers and then now I have this weird little bit of control, I didn't want to let anything get in the way, so I just said very candidly, if I'm not giving you something that you need and you, you get something from other directors, please, please let me know and I hope that I adjusted accordingly. You gave us what we needed. <laughs> so quickly. Thanks, girl. <laughs> Darcy girl? Carden, the episode Janet's. This is what I was trying to ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, oh, this is kind of a spoiler. Yes. Shit. Giant We're going to get to talking about uh, it this year. Yeah. No, no. Pretty yes. sad. It's not that much of a spoiler. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Josh, Josh Siegel and Dylan Morgan wrote that episode, and Morgan Sackett directed that episode. And Ooh. it was such a um, collaborative experience, including with my castmates who, you know, you didn't see them much in the episode, but they were there and helpful. It was... It was, it, was a, it was amazing. May I ask you one specific question? Yes. You said that, um, that uh, various cast members, uh, you know, obviously they performed their performance and you recorded it and, and that sort of thing. You said that Will typed out his yes, lines the way... Right. Do you do that for yourself every episode, Will? When I get, when I get a particularly dense piece of text, yeah, yeah, I like stack the language. So I basically Retype. take an idea... That yeah, take the idea and put it on one line. Take the next idea, put it on that line, so, just so I can like get through it as, as a as a sort of narrative piece rather than just jamming the words in. And I don't know if it helped. It helps. Oh, good. Because <laughs> Janet doesn't usually have long speeches like that, and Chidi does, and it is hard to memorize. And it helped me so much. Everybody, everybody gave me a little something like that in a secretive little way without even talking to I each just other gave you that. cake. You gave me donuts, yeah. and it was great. That's great. That's a great thing to give someone. <laughs> to fuel her. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was really, uh, just like everything else on the show, it was incredibly positive and collaborative and, you know, truly one of the best experiences of my life. So, and I'm, you cool. Know, cool, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. I'm sorry, no, I'm so sorry. Cool. I'm, I, know we're, I know you're not supposed to talk about stuff like this, but imagine that your job is to make a list of the best supporting actress performances on television. And then imagine you watch that episode. And then imagine you think, yeah, just not top five. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine how crazy a human being you would have to be to not, I don't. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I know, look. Art. Art is subjective, and, and to each his or her own. I understand it. I will never understand Darcy Carden not getting nominated for an Emmy for that performance. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> so, there's... I wonder if the... We are nearing the end of our time together. It's time now for your questions. Uh, line up however it needs to be done. There's and again, a... please uh, keep your questions brief. Um, 
Yes, please begin. Uh, hey, Janet. <laughs> yes. oh. Hey, Janet. <laughs> hey. This was really cool. <laughs> so you have... Oh my God! Yes. We have a yeah. bad Janet, a neutral Janet, and then Janet. <laughs> Janet. Okay, let's. Yeah. Darcy Carden should be Emmy nominated. Darcy Carden. That is a factual <laughs> statement. <laughs> Could you please describe the experience of playing Janet as Eleanor and Eleanor playing Janet playing you and all the layers of Janet? That is the question. Hello, sisters. <laughs> we are sisters. Oh, cool. I know. That's, we are sisters. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, I, I, I will just say, um, I, I don't really know how to describe it other than I'll just say, like, I have lived with these actors and I've lived with these characters for so long and I'm such a gigantic fan of the show that it... it was, I don't, I, it wasn't as hard, it just was, I don't know how to f- describe it. I don't. How to but what? But I do know. You don't know how to, f- what? I don't know how to, f- but uh, I know that, Mark told me that he thought I didn't do a very good job in that part. Will you tell, will you say that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, tell. It's wait, a tell. compliment, hang on. Um, I was watching the, the episode and uh, when, it, when it aired the first time, and just marveling at, at how you... It wasn't, like a, it wasn't like you were impersonating the cast. It really felt like you were becoming the cast. And then there was just one thing where you were doing uh, Jason, and it was like, it's oh, not a great Jason. And then I was like, wait, that's not Jason. That's Eleanor pretending to be Jason. And it was perfect. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That means there's a, couple, I mean, there's a couple, like, ways to know if it worked, and that's one way... And another way that I found out that that episode worked is after the episode aired, Kristen called me and said, I'm going to say something embarrassing, but she said, um, I'm so proud of you, I feel like my milk's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, okay, good. I guess, I guess it worked. It's hard to tell for that me. That sounds but I like saying she worked. would say. So that yeah. was great. So anyway. The highest compliment. Yeah. And <laughs> thank and you, sisters. Another thank way you. she would know it would work is because she was given an award by um, Ford Dingus's in Arizona. Yeah. This is, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's plenty. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so a nice tight hour turned into a medium tight hour thirty minutes. But hey, you know, it's further than turn. Hey. We've gone over two hours before, well over two hours. So I think that's a good place to leave it. I, this was I fun. See what you did there. Hmm? It's a good place it, to leave it. Yep, that was entirely intentional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it never. Um, just as you know, that's I can't help it that my brain just you know fires off these pearls left and right, just without without. You don't even my, know that you're doing it. Exactly, that's the amazing just thing. that good. Um, that's the amazing. You don't even know that you're doing it. You just exactly. do it, and, well, and you know I what? get to witness it. Everybody knows that's the way to do it. You don't want to appear as though you're trying. As soon as you try, that's when it all falls apart. Mm-hmm. I think it's now that Elvis is behind you. Elvis is again. once again watching over my shoulder, staring yeah. at all my guests. Um, 
<laughs> his eyes follow you everywhere. Well, to be honest, now it's it's more John Cusack is staring at me a little bit. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, all the way back from two thousand. Yeah, and um, I like I like the way he's looking. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm that's Pete Cusack to me. High fidelity. Uh, I I I might go so far as to argue. That's kind of tough. It's, there's a couple in the running, but I think best Cusack film of all time. Yeah, I, I would... Um, Gross Point Blank comes close. Yeah. Say anything is up there, but I think High Fidelity takes it. I'd have to take a look. I haven't seen... It's been a while since I think I've seen The Grifters. Oh, Grifters is great. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Bullets Over Broadway, I, I do enjoy quite a bit. Uh, uh, also great, yeah. but I don't think that they're quite... Pete Cusack, especially when you consider Grifters is also great because of Angelica Houston and uh, and Annette Bening. Yep. Um, and and Bolts Over Broadway, you know, Meg Tilly steals the show. Oh yeah, um, and and Diana, we, like there's so much. Oh, Diane Weist is fantastic. Oh, in okay. it. Shh, yeah, shh, <laughs> yeah, hush, shh, hush, hush. yeah. <laughs> don't don't speak. Don't yeah. speak. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when she just like mashes her hands over John Cusack's mouth, yeah, don't, don't, speak. don't speak. No, no, no. Uh, it's 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 great. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so but that's yeah, that's that's gonna wrap it up for this. I'm excited. I think that the fourth season is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're gonna have to. It's it's gonna be a while before you hear us talk about it because we still have to go through season three. I'm really looking forward to talking about the Janet's episode. Me too. Um, um, yeah, I think we should. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I get kind of uh, got all goosebumps again. It shouldn't be long. It's already August. That that uh, that uh, third season should be hitting Netflix pretty soon. Yeah, people have actually. I've actually people start asking me when they can, where they can watch season three. I'm like, yeah, comes on Netflix. I think right now it's it's you can watch it in the NBC app, but it's mm. going to have commercials. I don't know if it's on Hulu. Um, not all the episodes are on Hulu. Not all of them. Okay, That's like the last five. That's why so, we're because I would have gladly stuck out some ads so we could talk about it. But um, yeah, and I, I'm not. I'm not buying the NBC app, but um, it's not something that you buy, Jared. Whatever. I don't pay. It's not like a CBS All Access thing. No, but and think next year or the year after, Mm -hmm. they'll they'll have their standalone service. NBC, yeah, much like CBS does. You know, I I I just can't buy into all these things. Well, the thing is, you haven't watched The Office yet, have you? No. No. Now's the time if you want to. Because, oh, because it's going to go to the NBC only. Yeah. App. Once once everything expires. Are, I, this is an off-topic conversation. We can have somewhere else. But the question for me is: At what point do then now these places that we've come to rely on Hulu and Netflix become irrelevant for that? Because all of like all the Marvel stuff, all the Disney stuff's going to go. All the NBC stuff's going to go. Um, well, stay with Hulu because. Disney owns Hulu. Okay. Like pretty much all of its entirety now. Okay. Um, Comcast gave up most of it. Uh, still owns like a third of it. Okay. Um, but gave up all control of it to Disney. Interesting. And I think they're going to start doing, once Disney Plus goes into effect, they're going to do some package deals. Oh, really? Okay. Um, which... Um, I already have a package deal with Spotify and Hulu. Yeah, I know. Now you get to have another package deal. No, for crying out loud. I'm going to become so old man so fast about... It's the whole reason I didn't, you know, I got out of the cable rack. It was because, like, I need to just have, like, two streaming services. And then it was Prime, and then it was... I don't know. Now I had all access because I wanted to watch Discovery, and I've only watched the first season of that, and... 
there's too much there's too much stuff to watch. I I can't I like I don't have the FXX app, which means that I'm a season behind on Legion, which is killing me because that's one of my oh, favorite shows. I'm two seasons behind, but now season two's on um season two's on Hulu now. Okay. So I'm gonna start watching that season two. And um, then but I know season three's happening at this moment and I hear it's I think, bonkers. Or yeah. it just ended or so I think it might have just ended, but uh that that's a possibility. I don't know. But I was really looking forward to it and then the fact that that I couldn't see it as it was happening was like killing me. Yeah. So. Well, I I just know like I admire anyone who has the time to do that. Or like, to be able to watch everything. Watch everything. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I have to create. All right. Or let, I have to write about what they create. Let's wrap this up. All right. Uh, take it sleazy fork, buddies. Yep. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks in terms of come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slash music. Slash arts. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll have plenty of off-topic things for, for the next time. And oh, gosh. Will we? We'll have to figure out what the hell we're going to talk about for next time. We've been, it's been fortunate that we either had either a commentary planned or something like this panel just happened to coincide. And so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what's to come. But, yep. uh, and we still haven't had Chris Ayers on as a guest. Well, maybe you know. we'll see what his schedule is like. Well, and he might, he might uh, depending on when season three drops, he might be the next uh, round of hiatus episodes. So. Woohoo! Uh, and I know it would be great to get Tyler Button in here too as our resident uh, philosophy. philosophy expert. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are plenty of things to come. Yeah. We, we, we might have to actually plan something though. Oh, so, man. Knows? Yeah, planning. <laughs> whatever. All right. Later, Fork Buddies. This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot and Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hoot and Waddle.